0: The Great Gildersleeve, starring Harold Perry, brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of parquet margarine and a complete line of famous quality food products. It's evening, evening in Summerfield. In Gildersleeve's experience, there are two kinds of evenings. Those on which a man has either got to get out of the house or go crazy, and those on which wild horses couldn't drag him out. This is one of the latter. Having stuffed himself comfortably at dinner, he settles into his easy chair, pats his tummy, and beams upon his niece and nephew.
1: Leroy, where are you going?
2: Upstairs. I got to do my homework.
0: Couldn't you do it down here?
2: Well, sure, I guess so. Only I thought you said.
1: Well, ordinarily I think it's better if you do your homework in your room by yourself. That's true, my boy. But just this once, if we're all very quiet. Eh, Marjorie, what do you think? Think you could concentrate down here?
2: I guess so. Why? Leroy? I can concentrate anywhere.
1: Good. I just thought it'd be nice if we spent an evening together for a change. After all, I've hardly seen you children lately except at mealtime. man likes to feel his family around him sometimes. I thought we could have a fire, maybe. Oh, I think
2: that'd be nice.
1: We'll just spend the whole evening quietly together, concentrating. Leroy, you do what you're doing. Marjorie do what she's doing. I'll do what I'm doing. What say?
2: makes no difference to me as long as I get this done, that's
1: all. Ah, uh, you'll get it done. After all, if we're all concentrating, we won't interfere with each other, will we? Besides, it'll be good practice concentrating. That's one of the most important things you can learn in school, my boy. Concentration. Learn to concentrate.
2: Okay.
1: Well, stop talking now, Leroy, and do our work, shall we?
2: Who's talking?
1: Well, don't. You can't talk and concentrate, too, you know. By the way, what are you working on there?
2: Arithmetic.
1: Arithmetic. Margie, what are you working on? Social. Oh, social? Well, I guess I'll read my book. Anybody seen my book? What book? The book I was reading.
2: Well, I didn't know you were reading a book. What book?
1: The book, the book, the book I started.
2: What's the name of it?
1: How do I know? I was reading it and I had it right here. Somebody's moved it. Bertie,
2: Uncle Mort, nobody's touched your book. If you can't remember the title, what was it about? Maybe I. Could... I can't
1: remember that either. But I was reading it. I know that. Mr. Gilsey. Did you... Bertie, did you move my book?
3: No, sir, not me. I don't touch a thing. If I find anything laying around anywhere, I dust around it. I know, cause that's the way I was brought up, and that's the way I am. I don't touch a thing. Not me, no, sir. <laughs> did I do what?
1: My book. Have you seen it?
3: Book, book. What kind of book, Mr. Gilsey? What did it look like?
1: Yeah, well, it had a cover. It was blue. Or red, maybe. Anyway, it was some color. It had a scrap of paper stuck in it where I stopped reading. Kind of a fat book, as I remember.
3: Fat book with a scrap of paper. It ain't this one.
1: Let's see. Bertie, you're wonderful. I don't know what I'd do without you. <laughs> I knew it had a title. Anthony Adverse?
2: Anthony Adverse? Anky!
1: What's the matter with Anthony Adverse?
2: Well, you don't want to read that. It's ten years old.
1: My dear, some of the greatest books in the world are ten years old, and more.
2: But Anthony Adverse. Oh, let him read it, and let me do my homework.
1: I will simply remind you, my dear, that this book was chosen by a book club. It wasn't just written by some Tom, Dick, or Harry, you know. Let's see who did write it. <clears> hmm, <throat> never heard of him.
3: Mr. Gillespie, pardon
1: me, but. Uh, yes, Bertie?
3: I got all them grocery bills anytime you want to check them over. You asked for them, remember?
1: Oh, uh, well, thanks, Bertie. Yeah, that's fine.
3: Anytime. Uh,
1: not tonight, Bertie. I'm pretty tired tonight. Some other time.
3: Yes, anytime. Just let me know. They're piling up out
1: there. <laughs> yeah, pretty tired tonight. Hard day. Long day, too. I'm driving myself too hard, I'm afraid. Mistake. You know
2: Uncle I'm gonna turn this in, in the morning with all the answers.
1: Well, who's stopping you?
2: Well, how can I figure with you talking all the time?
1: I'll leave it to anybody here if I bit. Marjorie, have I been talking all the time?
2: Uncle Mort, read your book.
1: All right, Leroy. Sorry. I won't say another word. Chapter two. <laughs> Is that as far as I got? This is an awful complicated book. Awful lot of people in it. A lot of plot, too. Can't even remember the part I've read. <laughs> Maybe I'll just wait till a movie comes out.
2: It's come out. It has? Come and gone.
1: Well, what am I reading this for, then? Guess I'll read a magazine instead. After all, I worked pretty hard today. Now, there's my idea of nothing at all. I ask you, my dear. Take a look. Oh,
2: for corn's sake, I'm going upstairs.
1: What's the matter with him?
2: (laughs) Anki, read your magazine and let me read my book.
1: Yes, yes. Now, there's a lie for me. Yes, sir, that's for me. That's the way I like to end my days. How? There's an ad here. Picture of a fellow and his wife, I guess. Anyway, they're holding hands. Well, what of it? They're on a ship going someplace. They're leading on the rail, looking out to sea at the sunset. He's wearing a cap and smoking a pipe. Looks like he's taking it easy. What's the point? Hmm? Well, the ad says, uh, just think, darling. In only 15 years, you'll be able to retire on $160 a month. Say, i got to look into this. Read it. Yes, sir. No more worries, no more cares since Mary and I decided to take care of our future with Indestructible's new Easy Way plan. Just 15 years and I can retire. Travel, play golf, take life easy. Do all the things we wanted to.
2: Oh, I'd love to travel. I'd rather travel than anything. A
1: hundred and sixty a month at age sixty. Guaranteed income as long as you live.
2: Oh, I've always wanted to go somewhere Says in a boat. Says
1: don't delay. Mail in the coupon today.
2: Even if it was only a little boat. Even if it didn't go anywhere much. Unky, what else does it say?
1: Well, I've got this coupon you fill out. And then beside it here, there's a... Huh, guess it's a Balinese dancing girl. I don't know where she comes in, but anyway.
2: Oh, Unky, let's do it. Do what? Let's go somewhere in a boat.
1: Well, wouldn't be bad. See the world, visit points of interest. Oh, let's. Of course, you don't get this money for 15 years.
2: I'll wait. I'll do anything, but let's go somewhere.
1: Well, it would be something to look forward to.
2: Leroy, how would you like to go on a trip? Trip where? Everywhere, all over the world.
1: Uh, Now, now, my dear, let's not get too excited.
2: Uncle Mark's going to retire. No kidding.
1: Well, not right now, but I'm considering it.
2: Boy, I'd sure like to retire.
1: (laughs) You retire from what? You haven't even started. (laughs) No, my boy, you have a long, full life ahead of you. A life of useful endeavor, I trust.
2: Who wants that? When you retire, you go around the world. I'm going to retire when I'm 21.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you better start saving your pennies, then. It, and by the way, I wonder what this easy way plan costs. Doesn't seem to say here anywhere.
2: Send in the coupon, Unky. It says send in the coupon.
1: I suppose it's an annuity of some kind.
2: Send in the coupon and they'll explain. Yeah, send in the coupon, Unky.
1: Now, don't rush me. There are a lot of angles to this. A lot of financial considerations.
2: Unky, it says just send in the coupon.
1: Well... What can I lose? Long way. We're close. Stevie, open up. It's me, Gildersleeve. Yeah, that's the stuff.
4: Uh, thanks. No, sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve. I didn't know it was you. Step in, quick. I thought it was some of those young fellows that come roistering around wanting sodas at all hours of the night. I was just
1: locking up. Yeah, glad yeah. I caught you. P.V., could you let me have a stamp? We never seem to have any at home. Oh, yes, I guess you could. i going to get this thing off tonight, if possible. It's important.
4: Now, did you want the three-cent stamp or the one-cent? We have both.
1: Well, this will take a three.
4: And the three seems to be more popular. That'll be three cents. I have an airmail if you'd care to go that high. Well, what the heck.
1: I'll blow eight cents. This is important. Oh, airmail's only five now. Five? Peavy, don't tell me you're selling cut-rate stamps. <laughs>
4: No, the government has just produced the fare. There you are. Thank you. And you have three cents coming. Uh, What do they put on these? (laughs) I imagine it's harmless. There. Peavy, you know what's in that envelope? No,
1: Mr. Gildersleeve, I don't. Peavy, let me ask you a question. This may be a little personal.
4: Most questions turn out that
1: way. You don't mind? I don't have to answer it. No, I guess you don't. But you're a fuel- fool if you don't. Peavy, Fuel for thought. <laughs> Peavy, have you ever stopped to think what you'll be doing at the age of 60? I'm doing it. Huh? <laughs> I'm 60
4: now and then some.
1: Oh, yeah, well, that's so. Well, I guess this wouldn't help you much then. Too bad you didn't get started younger. Get started? Well, if you'd played your cards right, Peavy, if you'd shown a little more foresight, you wouldn't be down here working every evening. You'd be home enjoying life with Mrs. Peavy. Well, no, huh? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> All right, you'd be off someplace. Yellowstone Park, the Grand Canyon. Well, what's the matter with Summerfield? There's nothing the matter with Summerfield. You're not but... more comfortable than the Grand Canyon. Don't you ever want to go anywhere? Don't you ever want to retire? What for? Why does anybody want to retire? So you can take life easy. So you can spend more time with your wife.
4: Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I, I consider I've been pretty lucky. Mrs. Peavy and I have remained on good terms all these years, and I, I wouldn't want to risk changing it. I don't know if she could stand to see any
1: more of me than she does. All right, Peavy, have it your own way. But if you ask me, it's a lot of sour grapes. The idea, a man your age having to work here till 10 and 11 o'clock at night.
4: Mr. Giversleeve, do you know what keeps me here till 10 and 11 o'clock at night? No, what? People coming in here after I've closed wanting to buy stamps. Well, I guess I can take a hint.
1: I'm extremely sorry to have troubled you, Mr. Peavy. Oh, no, please don't misunderstand. I'm all... I was merely that... trying to make a suggestion for your own welfare, but I see it's too late. Mr. Gildersleeve... In the future, I'll buy my stamps from Beckman.
4: Mr. Gildersleeve, don't go away angry, please. I, I wouldn't want that to happen. Well, all right. I, I was just carrying my little joke. You know, I'm afraid my sense of humor runs away with me at times. Oh? (laughs) Maybe I was a little touchy, too. Uh, By the way, there's the mailbox. Don't forget to mail your letter.
1: Oh, thanks for reminding me. I bet you'd like to know what's in that letter, wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, never mind. Just remember this. As long as you're a friend of mine, Peavy Old Boy, you'll never have to worry
0: the great gildersleeve will be busy planning his retirement again in just a minute
2: well, Mr. Lang, what do you have to say about parquet margarine tonight that's new and
3: different?
0: Well, the story is really about the same. In fact, I was just going to mention that parquet margarine has been of the same fine quality all through this period when spreads for bread have been scarce. Kraft is using the same top-quality ingredients as always to produce delicious, nourishing parquet.
2: Oh, and that's something we really appreciate, Mr. Lang. Whenever I can get it, I like to serve parquet margarine with hot toast for breakfast. Or with bread and rolls for lunch and dinner. Because it always tastes just right.
0: That's what millions of families have discovered. Parquet's fresh, country-sweet flavor has made it one of America's best-liked spreads for bread. Today, of course, all spreads for bread continue to be scarce. And you may not find parquet margarine every time you shop. But when you do, you'll find it the same high quality it's always been. And you may be sure Kraft is producing to the limit of available supplies. So look first for delicious, flavor-fresh Parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine. Now let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. Since mailing the coupon that is to take care of his future, a new sense of security and well-being has come over him. It has been noticeable in little ways.
1: You know, Marjorie, I was passing the Army and Navy store today. They got a yachting cap in the window down there. I've always wondered how I'd look in a yachting cap. <sighs> Why, George, I'm tired of shaving myself every morning. Why should I? You know, Floyd, you ought to get a manicure, girl. Maybe
5: a shine boy. Give the place a little class. My place too classy for most of my customers right now. Just name one of the regulars that had laid down a buck for a manicure. Go on, name one. Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Yeah?
1: Boy, well, certainly. If you had a winsome little blonde holding my hand, I'd buy a manicure every week.
5: So would plenty of your customers. Uh, I don't know. I got a feeling most of the regulars would just buy a haircut and look at her for free. <laughs> when you talk about a shine, boy, I tried that. When? Four or five years ago. Colored fellow named Willie. Gave you darn good shine for ten cents. Oh, yes, I remember Willie. Well, he would have starved to death here if he hadn't went in the army. Hey, how's that? Nice and smooth, is it? Oh, that's
1: fine, Floyd. Fine. Uh The trouble with this barbershop is you can't make any money this way. You ought to expand. I do all right. What'll you do when you're too old to work? Just keep on working, I
5: guess. That's no way to talk, Floyd. You ought to arrange to retire in a few years. Take life easy. Uh, It's tough to pile up a retirement fund with a class of trade I got. Well, you do have some cheapskates, of course. You said it. Well, Judge Hooker.
1: Good morning, Judge. Come in, Judge. We were just talking about you.
4: Hello, Gildy. Will you be
5: along, Floyd? Uh, Just a once-over lightly for Mr. Gildersleeve here. Sit down. I'll be right with you.
4: Talking about me, you say, Gildy?
5: I was just giving Floyd a little advice. I'll pass it along to you, too, Judge. You
1: fellas ought to start thinking about your old age. Indeed. Certainly. If you had any sense, you could both retire in a few years and spend the rest of your lives just lolling around. I can't say that's
4: a prospect that appeals to me particularly.
5: Sounds good to me, Commissioner. I'd be willing to start tomorrow. How do you work it? I'll tell you, Floyd. Personally, I've made arrangements so I can
1: retire when I'm 60. Nice fat little check coming in every month.
5: Well. Insurance?
1: Well, it's a form of insurance. Annuity. That's the place to put your money. You got
5: any annuities, Floyd? No. Got a $1,000 policy on my wife. That's about my only investment. What about you,
1: Horace? You got any annuities? No. Since when have you had one? I happen to have a little foresight. You ought to look into it, Horace. Unless you're planning to live off your sister in Cleveland during your sunset years.
5: How about bet the judges fix so he don't have to worry. Yes, sir. I bet he's got a bundle laid away someplace.
1: Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't.
5: Well, if you buy an annuity, you can't miss, Judge.
1: You put this money in every month, and
4: then when you're sixty, I'm familiar with the principle of annuities. For a fellow like you, incapable of planning your own investments, I suppose it's an excellent arrangement. Who's in? Inca-
5: <laughs> Take it easy, Commissioner. Until I get off your lip. Well, make it snappy. <laughs>
4: Finish him up, Floyd. I've got to be in court by ten.
5: Take your time, Floyd. I want the full treatment. Ah, well, you're all done now. Just slap on a little lotion. And there you are. Ah. All right, you old goat. Get in the
1: chair. Thank you. See if I got some money here. All right, George. I'm afraid
5: I'll have to give you some pennies, Floyd. I ain't got nothing against pennies. Wish I had a billion of them. Huh. I have to go to the bank and get some cash. I can just make it, Floyd.
1: Forty-eight, forty-nine,
5: fifty. Right? Well, it's the price of a shave.
1: <laughs> i owe you the tip, Floyd. I'll be in later in the week. <laughs> Goodbye, Judge. So long, Floyd. Got to go to the bank.
5: <laughs> Him and his manicures. Uh,
1: good morning.
2: Mr. Gildersleeve, it's a grand morning for banking, isn't it? Yes, it is. I suppose you're here on official business?
1: Oh, no, purely personal. Just wanted to deposit a couple of lamb chops. (laughs) 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 Let's see. uh, Pay to the order of uh, myself. Well, $10 is enough. No hundreds. Buck Morton P. Gildersleeve. Good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve.
4: Making a deposit, I presume.
1: No, just one little folding money. A five and five ones, please. Yes, sir. Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Hmm? What are you doing? Looking me up? You ought to know my signature by now. Oh, just a formality, Mr. Gildersleeve. Banks. rigmarole, and red tape. Come on, I'm in a hurry. Hmm. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, I'm afraid... Oh, what? I... What choice? What did you say? I said yours Speak up, confounded. I can't hear you.
4: I said your account
1: is overdrawn $3.20. What? I'm sorry, but under the circumstances, I'm afraid we can't honor your check. I've got a balance of over $100. Oh, now, Mr. Gildersleeve, these things happen. Not in a well-run bank, they don't. I've got half a mind to do my banking somewhere else. In fact, I would if there was another bank. Oh, my dear sir. You'd better check your accounts, mister. Well, maybe you'd better check yours. Oh. 6, and 8 is 14, and 9 is 23.
2: Unc, what does it mean when you're overdrawn?
1: 4, seven, eight, 12. One to
2: carry. Is it like being broke? Leroy, for heaven's sake, he's trying to add. Oh. And it's worse than being broke. If you're overdrawn, you owe the bank money. And if you don't pay them, well, something happens, I'm sure.
1: Once and for all, get this through your heads. I'm not overdrawn. The bank has made a mistake, and I've got to find it. That's all.
2: That's what you always say, Anki. Have they ever been wrong?
1: Nope. Why don't you check these figures, my dear? Here. Here's the balance September 1st. The bank and I saw eye to eye September 1st.
2: What's this, your deposits? Yep. Well, there's a mistake of $100 right here. Where? Here. Adding the deposits to the old balance. You gave yourself $100 too much.
1: Well, George, that must be it. But that still doesn't explain where the devil is all the money gone. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Bertie!
3: What's she got to do with it?
1: We're spending too much money, that's what. Bertie is supposed to keep track.
3: Did you call me, Mr. Gilsleeve?
1: Yes, Bertie. Now, I've asked you to keep track of our expenses. Haven't I? Yes, sir. Well?
3: I've been keeping track. They're getting awful high.
1: This is a fine time to tell me.
3: I've been trying to tell you before, Mr. Gilsleeve. I tried to tell you the day before yesterday. That's right, Uncle. She did. I can't tell you if you won't listen.
1: Well, let's look into this right now. Have you got the bills, Bertie?
3: I got the slips, yes, sir. I'll bring in the slips and you'll see. I knew this was going to pop
2: pretty soon. <laughs> Can I have a quarter,
3: Uncle?
1: Leroy, sometimes I wonder if you're possessed of ordinary, normal judgment. Do you think this is an opportune time to ask for money?
2: I only asked for a quarter. Gee, if I'd ask for a buck, but a lousy quarter.
1: There's no such thing as a lousy quarter. <laughs> I haven't got a quarter. From now on, every penny counts. Do you understand?
3: Yeah, I guess so. Mr. Gillsleeve,
1: here's the slips. Uh Uh-oh. Sit down, Bertie. Now, the total grocery bill was $78 last month. Why is it so
3: high? Stuff has gone up, that's all.
1: Ridiculous. Prices haven't moved that far. Uh, Let's see, for instance.
3: Well, there's two pounds of peas we had for dinner last night, 60 cents. Used to be 30.
1: We'll eat no more peas. (laughs) Make a note of that, Bertie.
3: Yes, sir. Beans gone up, too. Fifty cents worth of beans there. See that?
1: String beans. I don't like them anyway. Cut out the beans from now on. What about the meat?
3: There ain't any.
1: Confound it! We've got to eat something, Bertie. Chicken?
3: Eighty cents a pound, Mr. Gilsey.
1: Forget the chicken. Potatoes gone up. Yes, sir. Bread?
3: Yes, sir. See the whole grocery bill here? Seventy-eight dollars. Last September our bill was under
1: fifty. We're eating too much.
3: We're eating less than we used to.
1: Yeah. I can't understand it. Let me see some of these slips. Eh, Darn things. You never can read them. What's this here? Looks like blood.
3: That? That's blueing. That's gone up, too. What's this? Ammonia.
1: We've got to cut out these frills, Bertie. (laughs) From now on, nothing but necessities.
3: Yes, sir. That'll save us about 15 cents a month.
1: We've got to save substantially somewhere, Bertie. What's this? Oranges a
3: dollar and a quarter? Yes, sir. That's for the orange juice for breakfast. Leroy's got to have his orange juice if he's going to grow.
1: Leroy's too big already. <laughs> look at this bill from Hogan Brothers. Pants for Leroy, three sixty-five. Shirts for Leroy, two shirts, four eighty. Jacket, six fifty. And look at him. What do you do with these new clothes, Leroy? Obviously you don't wear them.
2: These are the pants.
1: They look a hundred years old. Are they the best pants you have?
2: Yep. I need some new shoes, too.
1: They'll have to wait. This is serious, children. These bills for September. Hogan Brothers, 85,
2: 60. Oh, I had to have a coat, Unky. I won't need another one for quite a while.
1: Groceries, 78. Milk and meat, 45. That's over $200 right there. Bertie's salary. Dennis' bill. Peavy's bill. Plumber's bill. Leroy's music lessons? Paris cleaners and dyers? Why, do you realize? What? We can't live on my salary. There's $375 in bills right there, just for necessities.
2: I'd be willing to give up music lessons. No.
1: (laughs) I'll give up cigars.
2: Uncle, I'll take the coat back to Hogan's. I haven't even worn it yet.
1: No, my dear. We'll find a way. Bye, George.
2: Doorbell!
3: I'll get it.
5: Good afternoon, Uh, Mr. Gildersleeve at home?
3: Yes, sir. Who shall I say it is?
5: Mr. Bradley. Clifford Bradley.
3: Yes, sir. Mr. Gildersleeve, Mr. Bradley wants to see you. Oh?
5: I don't know any Mr. Bradley. Mr. Bradley? Mr. Gildersleeve, I understand you're interested in our plan to retire and live like a king on $160 a month.
1: Oh, get off my... get off the property. Get out of here and don't come back.
0: we'll hear from the great Gildersleeve again very shortly. If you're looking for fine quality, delicious flavor, and good nourishment in your spread for bread, look first for Parquet Margarine. Whenever your food dealer can supply you, you'll find that Parquet is the same fine quality as always. Country sweet in flavor, rich in food energy, and with 15,000 units of important vitamin A in every pound. The Kraft Foods Company is maintaining the high quality that has made parquet a favorite spread of millions. And we're continuing to produce all the parquet we possibly can. Our only regret is that there's not more available at present to meet every family's complete needs. So please be patient when supplies are temporarily short. And remember to always look first for that good name in quality spreads, P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet margarine, made by the Kraft Foods Company.
5: Now, as I was saying, Mr. Gildersleeve, the beauty of our plan is that you hardly notice the little payments. You get so used to them. But boy, when that old 160-a-month starts coming in... Yeah? And another thing that we like to emphasize, our company has been in existence since 1907. Is that a fact? So it's safe. That's why I say you're making no mistake in lining up with our company. Well, uh... Why don't you take your foot out of the door and come in? Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I will.
1: Good night, folks.
0: The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry. It is written by John Wheaton and Sam Moore. The music is by Jack Macon. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley as Leroy, Louise Erickson as Marjorie, and Lillian Randolph as Bertie. Judge Hooker is Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand plays Mr. Peavy. This is John Lang saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company and inviting you to listen in again next Wednesday for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve. Ladies, when you're hurried and the family's hungry, a quick, sure way to satisfy appetites is to serve delicious Pabstet cheese food. Children love Pabstet's rich cheddar cheese flavor on crackers or toasted sandwiches. And you'll be amazed at how quickly Pabstet melts into a smooth, tempting cheese sauce for macaroni, egg, and hot vegetable dishes. Be sure to have Pabstet cheese food on hand for all occasions. Buy it in both delicious varieties, Pimento Pabstat in the red package, and Golden Cheddar Pabstat in the familiar round yellow package. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.